What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Howdy tonight, low 23 and a mix of sun and clouds for Wednesday. Highs in the upper 30s. You know what today is, Kelly? Giving Tuesday, Greg. Tuesday. So today is the day that uh, it's a great day to give uh, to charity, uh, to give back. So if you if you have the opportunity to do so, uh, last night when I was doing some online shopping for Cyber Monday, I went. I didn't go to Amazon. I went to smile.amazon.com and I bought something. And boom, look, it made a donation to Lend a Helping Can because I chose that as my charity. So you, uh, even though the cans were very upset and they had their own, yeah, lawyer, we didn't get our cut. I know. I'm kind of curious about that. Let me just say, <laughs> too, know, by the there way, there was some royalty you're, on that that we never received. Your performance in that Roadkill mm-hmm. called it. Your performance in it was we, stellar it was in, in the promo was, we did for Linda Helping Kids. Only Ken. because of the people around me, because yeah. that was more I, complex than I expected. So. Thank you to Adam and Ken from Anchorline. They yeah. did our Linda Helping Can video. They are, they're awesome. Anchorline does amazing things, and they were they were great to work they with. Really I think a thousand views just came from me just going. You gotta watch it. It's so funny. I right. love the communication <laughs> right. between you and the can. Just a right. minute, Greg. Well, Hold on. <laughs> um, I also about, about giving Tuesday too. If you go to our Lenda Helping Can and PayPal, and you can set up uh, donations, recurring donations. So, so if ten dollars a month will come out and right out of your paycheck, you won't even see it. It goes right to Lenda Helping Can every month, and we have a lot of listeners that have signed up for that this Very year, nice. which is and, and so no great. amount is too small. No, really. and, no, we have ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty, right. and you just sign up and. You don't even realize it's gone. I do it with a bunch of different organizations, including Lend Helping Can, and just money swiped right off there. Yeah, it's very cool. So uh, we have that. And, and being the fact that it's Giving uh, Tuesday, why not give our lawyer friends some crap? Oh. It's time. It's time for the Ryan Russman Culture Quiz, everybody. Oh, no. Five quick questions. Because Ryan, is, I think he's our most innocent friend. He's yes, not, here we go. He's not plugged into uh, into television and hit music. He's not. I did that. This is not my it's wheelhouse. Not your thing. I have a very narrow lane, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Nothing wrong with that. So I'm gonna throw a question at you, and let's see uh, let's see how you do. All right. Let's uh, mood lighting in the studio, please. Thank you. The blue lights came down just like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Ryan is sitting in the chair in the middle of the floor. Ryan. Yes. Fill in the blank. Popular, uh, public, popular musical act, Blank Jam. Blank Jam. Blank Jam? The, fill in the blank. Oh, fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're confused about the game. <laughs> like, blank Jam. I have no idea. Take a guess. Strawberry. Strawberry Jam. <laughs> that is... No, that, no. Is, that is not strawberry jam. Pearl, Pearl oh, Jam. Oh, okay. Would have been the answer. Okay, you've Pearl heard of them. Right? I have heard answer. of them. Yes, right. yes, yes. Mine, yes. Is, right. mine is a soundbite. Yes. Whose theme song is this? You don't know. You don't know. This guy is America. Right. Fight for your life. 
Do you have any idea? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Captain America. You're gonna go with Captain America. Uh, it is not Captain America. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? Does that ring a bell? No. <laughs> it doesn't. What about... Uh... War of Mania. What up, girl? No, nothing there? No. What about no? All right, my brother. No. Who is this guy? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's Hulk Hogan. Okay. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. For not knowing that I'm one. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, Laura Boyce, what do you got? Question number three for... Uh, uh, you didn't... Oh, I said we said to do one. Yeah. Huh? Let's this go. This is a two-parter. I think it's easy. Ryan, how many Super Bowl rings does Tom Brady have, and who is he married to? Oh, I know who he's married to. Um, Giselle Bushen Ding. Bushen Ding. Giselle Bunchen. He's the chef. Bushen Ding. Bushen Ding. How many Super Bowls does Tom Brady have? He has six. Yes. Wow. Yes. You got one. All right. right Do you watch football? No, but I but I'm familiar with it. I mean, I I I do watch some football. Next question. Next question. Go ahead, Laura. Okay. What Star Wars movie does the line "Luke, I am your father" come from? I ain't gonna get this. Not a chance oh, in hell. Pop culture. Yo, no, it's great. Return question. of the Jedi. No. No, sorry, wrong line. Wrong. No. Who? Empire Strikes Back. Close. You're one movie off. Okay. Which is pretty good. Last question, Ryan. Yeah, ready. Can you name The Godfather? What was the character's name in the movie The Godfather? This. This, this one carries a lot more weight than all the others, because every man should know this answer, okay? No pressure. Right. This is going to sound terrible, but is his name Frito? Because <laughs> there's something there about Chris Cromo got yeah. a whole bunch of there stuff is a, on him, yeah. so is that the guy? Fredo is the traitor brother, so you kind of took it in the wrong, the bad. The wrong direction. Um... As you know, as a lawyer, you never want to take it in the wrong direction. Exactly. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Don Corleone. Don Corleone. Don Corleone. Don Corleone. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you got one. I, I got one. I got one. All right. Actually, back I got two if you count two the two-parter. Yeah. Back, right. to the, uh, back to the legal Back to the legal questions. Right. questions. Wait, that's what I was looking at. Now i got to go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I, I Back ha- to the serious stuff. I have one here. Here we go. Back Ready. to the legal stuff. All right. So I got in a fight at a local diner. A guy pulls a knife on me, so I punch him in the face, and I knock him down. That was the end of the fight. Got in my car, left. Police came to my residence looking for me. What should I do about this? Talk to a lawyer immediately. You want to have a conversation with counsel before you speak to the police. If guy pulls a knife, guy throws a punch, self-defense. I mean, just on the surface. There's others mitigating circumstances. There's so I many facts to consider, but yeah, you want to have a conversation with a lawyer to make sure that that is a potential argument that you can make. Okay. You know, there might be witnesses that have different stories, and so you want to be having that conversation with counsel before you ever talk to the police about that. Okay. So uh, what Greg's asking, like on on the not looking too deep into this, I go somewhere. Greg's had too much to drink. Starts pushing me around, punches me. I take out a knife and stab him with it. Yeah, they don't do that. Self-defense? Yeah, is that no, what you're saying? No, 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 no. Right. Why, do you, why are you saying no? Is that not self-defense? you got to use reasonable force okay. in those circumstances. It's got to be brandishing and, a weapon. And, 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 you know, you're escalating that. It's it, yeah. not, not, just don't do that. All right, Laura, okay. what do you got? I got a notice saying I have yeah. two parking tickets from 2005 with a license plate that I don't know. I've had the same license plate, which is a vanity plate, since 2001. What do I do? So what I would do is get information from the registry showing that you've had that plate continuously and then present that information to the parking authority so that they know that you've, in fact, been 
uh, that ticket's been misapplied to you. Um, that's Two something you yeah. right. So you want to have some evidence to say, listen, this is a car that has been registered to me. This is the make model. Uh, I've had this vanity plate since 2001. These tickets have been inter- in intervening years. They're being applied to me, and they shouldn't be. And that will hopefully get you uh, some relief. If you don't have it stipulated in a lease or a rental agreement. Uh, and you live in a, a complex or whatever, who's responsible for snow, mo- uh, snow removal, the landlord or the tenant? Does, does it fall to anybody if it's not stipulated? I mean, in most circumstances, the landlord has an, op- an obligation to ensure that its tenants have safe egress into the property. And so in certain circumstances, those rights and responsibilities can be apportioned to one party or another depending upon the language of the lease. Is it legal for me to have a guide dog in my apartment even though my apartment complex doesn't allow pets? If you had entered into the lease agreement and you had the guide dog at the time, then the landlord would have been on notice that you had this this animal in your uh, as as your property and, and in that circumstance. So I think there'd be a difficult time trying to evict you under those circumstances if they were aware of that. So again, it's a fact determinative uh, answer. And if there is a circumstance where you're not permitted to have pets and you get one after the fact, that's going to be a problem. If you uh, if you uh, this is unusual. I've never see, heard anything this like. Weird too, um, I rent an apartment, and my car has a designated spot that requires a parking pass to be there. My car was due to be registered and inspected, but the past few weeks I've been having transmission issues, so I decided to wait till after the holiday to get it fixed, since we have another vehicle to drive. Nowhere in my lease does it say vehicles need to be inspected or registered to be there, and no notice has been given. I woke up on December 1st to my car being towed six hours after it was no longer street legal. My landlord is saying it isn't allowed if not registered or inspected. Do they need to notify that uh, or have it in my lease? That's really an unusual circumstance. Now this person has to pay to get it out, have it towed, and can't be left at my apartment. I just paid rent and don't have the extra money for all these fees. My landlord said they will credit my rent next uh, month for $125. This isn't even half. I mean, uh, of what's going on. I mean, I would, again, have a conversation with the lawyer about that circumstance, pull out the lease to make sure that there isn't particular language that talks about a, a, a car being proper, properly registered and inspected. That That's a really unusual circumstance. Really and, unusual. And I would have to say a rather drastic action by the part of the landlord. Who the hell's sure. looking at all that stuff? Uh, well, you someone can e- is. Email your questions. Greg Roadkill, Laura, at MorningBuzz.com. Laura. Someone wrote checks out to me, deposited them into my bank account, and then withdrew the funds from my account. They don't have the money in their account to draw off of. This was in the amount of about $4,000. As far as I know, the bank is going after them as I did not know anything about this. Could the bank then hold me liable if the funds are not paid back as I had no idea this was happening? I I don't see wow. the bank holding you accountable in that circumstance, particularly if you were a completely unwitting participant. Wow. My father has outstanding warrants out of state. How can we get these taken care of? Can we get rid of these? I know it depends on the state and state limitations of what the warrants are. However, I'm asking where do we start? Who do we call? Do we need a lawyer for this? uh, What I would do is find out uh, what particular state that these warrants are out of. Contact a lawyer in the county in that state where those charges originated from. It's good to have local counsel. I use the expression when you go on safari, you want to hire one of the natives so you can take pictures of the lions and not get eaten by them. So finding local counsel to address these issues. <laughs> it's funny that you, I have the same 
Same. Uh, Roadkill really uses that all the time. Exactly. I have a hoodie. You want to take go. pictures of the lions, you don't want to get eaten by yeah. them. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I always use that right? one. So, you know, it's just right there in the arrow of my quiver. So what I, what I would say to you is contacting council, local council, to address these issues, it's not something that they can necessarily go away, but by making arrangements to address the underlying conduct and perhaps get circumstances worked out, they can ultimately be resolved. But you've got to take that first step uh, of contacting local council um, because that's really a, a great way to handle it. When you get pulled over for speeding, you know, you, you either give you the ticket and either you pay it in. Sometimes I just mail it and pay it. Get it uh, Guilty, you got me, whatever. I was wrong. Okay. I've never gone in and, and fought it because I, I'm guilty. I, I mean, unless if I was innocent, I would fight it. Okay. But I, I haven't been in that position. Um, I got pulled over for speeding. This is a, an email. Received a ticket. When I made the attempt to pay the ticket over the phone, they said they couldn't find the ticket in the system. I was told to call back two days later, which I did, and they still couldn't find the ticket. I then received a suspension notice in the mail. When I called, they told me there was nothing I could do about it other than contest the ticket. Does this sound right? And I, what I, I'm asking this question because, A, it's a good question, but, B, a lot of times things happen after it, the, and things like this you never know what to do. Right. And so I this, wouldn't be comfortable with that because so, I'm going to go somewhere and they're going to go, sorry, you have an unpaid ticket. We're taking you in. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Right. So what, what I've heard happening, and this is unfortunately uh, the, the intention of the parties to have this dealt with electronically, the, both the state, they have electronic filing with these cases. So oftentimes there's sometimes a delay in the ticket being processed up at the at the DMV or through the state channels and so what happens is you might have these kind of intersections where there's they miss and so if you would I would do in all these cases is always get the name of the person that you spoke to write that down say I called on Tuesday at four o'clock I spoke with Brian they told me X and I made the attempt you have a record of that in your phone if you call from your cell phone or even from a landline if you call back again do the same thing again so that if there is an ultimate suspension notice for failure to pay a ticket for one that was never properly processed through the DMV you then have a record to say listen I can pull my phone records I spoke with this person on this day this person on this day they reported to me that there was no ticket in the system at that time I wouldn't have called twice if they had simply had the ticket on record the first time because why would you call the DMV to make that or the, the fine payment to make it two, two calls then by entering uh, yeah, and the problem is if it goes under default there's a default fee and, and a reinstatement fee. Of course, there's a fee. It's a fee for oh, yeah. everything. And, and, and then, an of idea. course, there's, the underlying, right? and there's an underlying ticket as well. So, <laughs> again, documentation is really critical to these situations. And more and more states are going to these electronic tickets. And these, these events are happening with greater frequency. The problem is, is that it's a colossal pain in your rear end to deal with all that nonsense and the fines and all that stuff that were totally not your fault. Right. But, so you're playing chase it the whole time. But here's the real problem. If you don't resolve the ticket and you drive after suspension, that's a major motor vehicle violation. You're only allowed three of those in a five-year mm. window for habitual fender purposes. It's also a six-point conviction, so it can really cascade into other problems. So taking care of these things in the right way is really important. Am I responsible for shoveling the sidewalk in front of my house? Depends on the town and jurisdiction you live in. Bang! Next question. The question okay. was from Manchester, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Not, yeah. am I, you'd have to t- check t- with your city. Have, yeah, there, there are local ordinances that talk about that. Laura. I had to put my kids on state dental insurance. I started noticing that I was unable to make dental appointments at certain times um, and on Saturdays when I could actually make it. Out of curiosity, I called the state. Nope. Um, it's common with dental offices. They claim that state kids will only take appointments during certain times. So 
kids on other insurance can get in. I'm wondering how this is legal. Feels like discrimination, segregation, or some kind of Asian word. Just curious. You know, unfortunately, that's a really particularized question. I don't have an answer for you. I mean, it does sound a little suspect to me that there's two levels of service depending mm-hmm. upon the, your ability to pay. Um, that certainly sounds questionable to me, but I, I don't have a particular answer, okay. unfortunately. Actually, I'm fighting a ticket for my car in a town I wasn't even in because I was at work. I provided evidence that I was working and they made a mistake. The city is rejecting my appeal even after meeting with their representative. They charge $200 to appeal in court. Is there anything I can do? Well, if the, your only regress at that point if you don't want to pay the fine is to have a trial. And that's what courts are there for. They're there as the arbiter to determine these things. And if the state can't meet their burden of proof, then you will prevail. I had an accident and was injured. Their insurance paid all my medical bills above what my medical insurance covered. I don't want to hire a lawyer and drag this out any longer. I had no lost wages. But does pain and suffering get calculated so I can ask for a fair settlement? Not not specifically. And so it, it, there's not this typical punitive damages that you would ultimately find in some jurisdictions. And that's why the question determines on where you're calling from. I know that this station reaches other 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 states particularly. So that's a question that you would want to determine on a, on a state-by-state state basis. Um, but they oftentimes will factor in inconvenience and those sorts of factors uh, in terms of determining a settlement. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be this guy. I have a 16-year-old son who's being investigated for theft of one of my firearms. Uh, he gave the pistol to a 20-year-old quote-unquote friend who then sold it to a criminal in New York. My pistol was secured and locked in a safe and my son took my keys to access the safe without my knowledge. I am the person that filed the police report when I noticed the gun is missing. Any advice on what I can or should do would be appreciated. I think having a conversation with a lawyer to flesh out all the facts in that circumstances is your first step. There's not a particular set of answers that I can offer you over the phone because the consequences of all those things are incredibly serious. And that's something I would want to have a conversation right. in an office without this going over the air. I think right. there's, there's lots of things to consider in that in that fact pattern. Laura. I was recently at a shooting range I belonged to and I was shooting a short-barreled AR-15 with a silencer on it. I was approached by a man asking to see the ATF Form 4, which I always carry a copy of. It's for the rifle and the silencer. I told him he had no right to ask it of me, and he told me I'm a cop, so I had to show him um, this stuff. He he showed his badge, and he was from a local police department. I showed him the form, not wanting to a hassle, but I've since been told that the ATF has the right to request seeing it. Is that true? Yeah, they they with particularly the form form firearms. You you should be uh, having all the proper paperwork with you and in a proper secure place, or or at least accessible right away. Um, the ATF does have the ability to ask and for you to present those those pieces of information. That's something you'd want um, to be able to show them. And, and again. Even in the circumstance where there wasn't necessarily a, a direct uh, requirement, I, I believe personally as a responsible gun owner that you know, to have the ability to present that information um, in a moment's notice is it, just helpful. It creates good uh, uh, rapport between all the parties, and, and we want to you know promote good responsible gun ownership. I would much rather go, absolutely, here's the paperwork. Exactly. It's kind of like a over. fishing list. That's yeah, over. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Uh, but some people don't like to be asked that kind Understood. of stuff. You know. Understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it possible in a DUI? Uh, situation. Is it possible to get your license back without taking the class that they mandate? No, the statute specifically requires that all of the uh, 
what's called the Impaired Driver Care Management Program and the Impaired Driver Education Program must be completed prior to license restoration. It's a carrot-and-stick approach because we want people to address whatever potential issues may exist that brought them to that place in the, uh, in the first place. Hmm. Okay. I got a speeding ticket. I have a clear driving record for 40 years. Is it possible to pay the ticket because I was speeding but not have it on my record? No, because once you pay the ticket, you're actually there would be that conviction there. Yeah. Hmm. A plow hit my mailbox this morning. What do I do? You find a guy now. You Call find a town. guy. Yeah, yeah, you find a guy. guy. Shovel to the head. Call the you town. Do. They'll pay for it. They know. Yeah, you know, very often municipalities, you know, will, will take a look at the circumstances and depending upon how it, the, the place in the mailbox, they might help you out with that. It, again, it's a fact-intensive determination. You know it's Jimmy. Yeah. Right, Jimmy. The guy. Jimmy's got those Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, he's got like two, three mailboxes per shift. He's good. You know is what that mean? what that is? They oh just, yeah. yeah, Jimmy's the yeah, guy. Sometimes too much caffeine. He's got the shakes. Oh, he's got the shakes of the That's Coke bottle glasses. Never good. Oh yeah, he got the half burnt camel, the one with the five inches yep. of uh, ashes. Oh. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to use his plow after yeah, because oh. oh, the blades all style. The shocks are gone in yeah. truck number five. Number you five. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, this, it's funny how we were talking off the air about how we've been doing this segment for, for quite a while, and yet it never fails that the questions just fly in. Yeah, you it's, know? it's really and, remarkable. And, and we were doing it first. A lot of, uh, yes, we were. A lot of different ones, though. There's always a, a lot of different ones. Yeah, you know? no, this is always interesting <laughs> to me. And I, so, I'm just grateful for the questions and the time. So we won't see you until the new year. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, That's we right. may see you before. <laughs> <laughs> depending <laughs> professionally. January 7th. January 7th. January 7th. On so the 7th. We'll okay. be back to answer more of your uh, your New Year's questions. So uh, enjoy the holidays with Listen, the Listen, I wish everyone a, a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Enjoy your holiday. I hope that everyone has a safe New Year and a prosperous one as well. And thank you uh, as well for all of your support. I mean, uh, not just with the show, but with Lenda Helping Can and helping us out uh, with that kind of thing. You've always been awesome. And thank you for your help with Listen, getting the 501c3 set up you are awesome and thank you very much it's, for everything it's you it's really do for gratitude us. all the way around for me and for you what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at u.s customs and border protection we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.